What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Yep, see the name's back for those who are probably, who noticed those small things. Fucking name change. Anyways, we have a long episode, or I assume it's going to be a long episode, but man, a lot happened this week. Um... When I mean by this week, I mean obviously the week that I'm recording this, which happens to be the last week of May, basically. Um, a lot happened this week, and I feel I have to uh, talk about it, basically, and that's why I'm talking about it, obviously. Before I get into the other topics here, <clears throat> I have 69 names of black women who were killed by the police since 2014. Now, I wanted to read these names off, all of them, to give them their proper respect. Some of these names I've already talked about here on the podcast, but I will reread their names. I'm not going to go over all of their cases. Again, this is 69 names and heck, if I were to go over all their cases and just give me a big rundown, I'll give y'all a big rundown about my thoughts on the situations. This will be a 69 hour long episode. I don't know what kind of time of day you got. I know for a fact there isn't 69 hours within a day. Um, but I wanted to still give these women a shine. So MFers could stop talking about some nobody talks about black women when they are victims, so why should we give a damn about black men? Well, you don't listen to the Let's Talk About It podcast, because if you did, at least this ver- this Let's Talk About It podcast, not the other motherfuckers, I don't know what they doing, no disrespect to them, but if you're not listening to this podcast, obviously you're not going to hear people talk about black women and the injustices that they face by the hands of police officers and just in general. So how about you start listening? All right, if this is your first episode, how about you hit that subscribe? Because I do talk about black women. I do talk about other people that are forgotten or not talked about. Number two, stop looking for people to do what you feel is right. If you want to promote something, whether that be something good, something bad like this, and I don't mean something bad as in like racism, but bad as in like if you want to let the world know about a message you have about certain situations, a bad situation, you have that power to do so. Stop looking for others to do so. You're just lucky that I I do it because I feel it's right. Not to sound cocky or anything like, oh, you should not criticize me because I'm the one doing this shit. I'm just saying, before you open your mouth up and say nobody cares or nobody's talking about it, listen to the podcast that nobody's listening to. You're going to hear somebody talk about the very issues that you're claiming nobody cares about and nobody talks about. Anyways, without with all that being said... Let me get off on reading the names. Like I said, there's going to be 69 of them. Um, A very small print on this little 
this sheet over here and I'm looking on my laptop. So I'm going to do my best to make sure I pronounce all these women's names correctly. And, you know, at the end of reading all these names, we're going to give them a moment of silence. Okay. So starting off. Rest in peace to Daresha Armstrong, Francine Graham, Atatiana Jefferson, Shahara Coggins, Patricia Spivy, Crystal Danielle Ragland, Dominique Clayton, Pamela Shantae Turner, Nina Adams, Natasha Nicole Walton, Angela Viola, DeCar, I believe it's DeCarlo, that's her last name. I apologize if I messed that up. April E. Webster, Tamika Lachey Simpson, Lawana Phillips, Doresha Blackwell, Cynthia Fields, LaShonda and Shakuri Ala Saeed, Ali Saeed, DeCynthia S. Clements, hopefully I said her first name right, Crystalline Barnes, Geraldine Townsend, Carrie Ann Denise Hithan, hopefully I said her last name right, Sandra Gore Guardiola, hopefully I said her name right. India Nelson, Charlena Lyles, Joni Black, Joni Block, is it Black or Black? I don't know if that's an O or A. Once again, excuse me if I'm, it's, this printing is just terrible. I really hate small print. Robin White, Altaria, Altaria Woods. Sharita Davis, Morgan Rankins, Michelle Lee Shirley, Deborah Danner, Corinne Gaines, Jessica Williams, Yolanda Thomas, Keisha Arone, or Aroni. Naranda Sweat, India M. Beattie, Keisha Michelle, or Keisha Michael, Salah Ridgeway, Janet Wilson, Betty Jones, Tara Thomas, Markeisha McMillan, India Kager, 
again, can't spell it. I can't see if that's an O or an A. Riddell Jones, Alexia Christian, Megan Hockaday, Monique Jones Deckard, Janisha Fonville, Natasha McKenna, hopefully I said that right, first name, Yvette Henderson, Henderson. Kara Crowder, Kira Crowder, Tanisha N. Anderson, Anderson, Aura Rooster, Aretha Lily, Tracy Ann, Augustus B. Wade, hopefully I said, uh, her last name right. Tra yeah, I read it. Tracy Ann August Lee Wade. Okay. Read her. Vimika Woodard. Michelle Ka Kazoo. Hopefully I said her last name right. Furley Golden. Pearly or Furley? A little side note. People, forget it. I hate small print. Yvette Smith, Sharon Rebecca McDowell, Angelique Stiles, Marianne Iris Carey, Lana Morns. Kiosha L. Hill, Courtney Hahn, Kendra Diggs, and Barbara Lassier. Again, I've, hopefully I said her last name right. Fucking small print killing me, even with glasses on. But rest in peace to all these queens. These black women who were murdered once again. Since the year 2014. Not in the year. Since 2014. So. With that being said. I would like to continue to give these women. A moment of silence.
Thank you. All right. So now that we got the names out the way, here's on to more, I guess, race talk or, you know, anti-police brutality talk, you know. Uh, hence why the title of this episode is going to be race talk. Um, you know, it's just something that wanted to play on words from people who have expressed they are a fan of mine, but dislike it when I do the quote-unquote race talk. Um, It'd be from the white folks who obviously are racist and, you know, they either tune in to me because... They're racist, but they also have similar political views, uh, like being anti-establishment, uh, anti both DNC and anti RNC. Even though they are racist, like a lot of right wingers, or oh, you know, right, like yeah, uh, whatever, man. A lot of white right wingers. I'm gonna say that. I don't feel the need to be politically correct this episode, and you're probably thinking, well, you're never politically correct. Thank you for that compliment. But uh, I don't feel the need to be politically correct uh, this episode. Um, But yeah, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about regardless. That being said, um, we're going to continue on the discussions of police brutality, racism, how fed up black folks are, how fed up everybody else is with this country, the United States, um, when it comes to racism and just the bullshit. All right. But before I get into that, another rest in peace to another black person, black male, or black person in general who was murdered by the police this weekend. Rest in peace to Tony McDade. Now, <clears throat> people are going to get on their soapbox and talk about, well, nobody's protesting or fighting for Tony McDade because Tony McDade is a trans man. And people always want to talk about how ignorant, how... <sighs> Just hateful the black community is, but then want to profit off of standing up for black bodies or black men. They want to show love for black men when the black man is dead so they could get their little political bag checks. Um, and by the way, my man Quayle Chris did a song um, on his recent project. Um, the project is is called Innocent Country 2. Um, I did a review on that on the My Two Cents podcast. You can hear that review. Go to the description box below of this episode. You can hear that review on that podcast. Go over there, subscribe. But on that, uh, I wasn't trying to promote myself. I was trying to promote the song he did called um, Bottle Black Biz- uh, Bottle Black Power by the business and by is spelled B U Y as in like buying something, right? 
listen to that song. If you don't listen to the album, you do whatever you want to do. Again, I did the review. I'm tell I'm sharing my thoughts on the album. You can go there, listen to it, and if you're interested, check out the album. Um, but check out the song regardless. You can find it for free on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Um, listen to that song, and that song per in the title alone, but the song in general perfectly uh, describes, to me at least, describes these black quote political pundits who come out whenever black lives are dead or murdered or innocently, you know, or wrongfully murdered by the cops. But any other day, it's the same old anti-black man rhetoric that they're spewing. Black men are homophobic. Black men are... Some of them will try to sector it off and say it's only straight black men that they got a problem with. And so they're not lumping gay black men or trans black men or, you know, they say straight cis black men or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fake concern. Fuck, fuck all the celebrities and their fake ass concern. Fuck all y'all. What this cis black man is going to do here is, once again, always stand up for the people that he stands up for. Straight or not. Cis or not. So with that being said, Tony McDade, a.k.a. Tony the Tiger, that's how, uh, that was a nickname he went by. Friends and loved ones used to call him that. That's a great name, by the way. Um, rest in peace to him. You know, when I do the outro, I'm not doing my outro because it sounds good. It's because I meant it. I mean it. When I say, uh, you know, trans men's, uh, black trans men's lives matter. When, when, and I, when I also say black Trans women's lives matter. When I say black lives matter in general, I mean every every black life. I don't know how your favorite uh, quote hoteps get down or other pro blacks get down, but how I get down is when I say black life matters, black lives matter. I mean every single black life, and no, for the last motherfucking time. I will say this. That does not mean I don't. Uh, that does not mean I'm saying everybody else's life outside of a black life does not matter. It's my last time saying that. If you at this point want to assume that, that's your dumbass assumption, and that is not the truth. And you know what they say about assum assumptions. All right. You also know what they say about the truth. But rest in peace to Tony McDade. Let's get on to the discussions about what's going on in Minnesota right now. Now, <clears throat> I won't go as long as I probably wanted to or intended to do about these riots and about the situation that went down with George Floyd. Rest in peace to him as well. 
originally I was going to talk about a lot. I was going to talk about the incident. I was going to talk about the the store uh, manager and obviously um, lump that to my discussion about the riots and the looting and, and the perception and all that other stuff and just my personal thoughts on it, right? <clears throat> well, I went on YouTube and, well, not YouTube, Twitter. And I learned my lesson, number one, not to upload videos from my phone to Twitter if I want to record on Twitter to go directly to Twitter because they do a terrible job at editing and chopping up the videos and shit. But... Other than that, I went on uh, Twitter and I basically ranted. I basically ranted about um, <clears throat> the store manager. The store manager and his role in Greg uh, and George's death. Yeah. I'm not going to explain that here. Again, you want to follow me on Twitter, you love Ernest. Spelled the same way that it's spelled on here or you, you be, you'd you be able to find on here. Um, you can go over there. Just go to my media section. It's I, it's a bunch of videos I did explaining that. I'm not going to re-explain that here. But I will say... Just to make it clear, because I know there's going to be idiots that's going, well, then you're, you're, you're saying that, you know, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin and all the other cops should have got off? No. Nah. No. Nah. I'm not saying that at all. The cops are to blame. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not editing it either. The cops are to blame. For sure. But calling the cops on somebody for paying with a fake $20 bill just seems fucking pointless to me. Kick the guy out the store, ban the guy from the store, he'd still be alive right now. Simple as that. Anyways, the riots, the looting, the 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 thuggery, right? According to y'all's president. Bunch of thugs out there. But you know who aren't the thugs? The people raiding Capitol buildings with rifles and shit, yelling in the cops' faces. And they're protesting because they don't want to be told what to do by the government. As they say, that's why they're protesting. Okay. Those are very fine people. According to y'all's president, once again. He and your president, too. Shut the fuck up. Alright? Anyways. My thoughts on the whole looting situation. Somebody asked me, somebody asked me earlier. And I know this is somebody who doesn't listen to my podcast at all. You know, I think it's really Q&A. Stop faking a funk type of way when people who don't listen to my podcast ask me my opinions on things that they know I'm going to talk about on the podcast or that they know that I talked about on the podcast. Now you're probably going to say, well, how do they know what you talked about if they didn't listen to it? Well, for starters, if you listen to somebody's podcast, 
and you know they talked about something, why are you then going to ask them as if it's your first time um, hearing their opinion or hearing their answer on whatever you asked them? That makes no sense. The podcast already told you. You already heard what they said. What you think their answers, that could be the case. The answers could change. But the question would not have been, what do you think about this? Or what do you think of it? It, would, it wouldn't be, what do you think about this? It would be, what do you think about this now? Because I know your original thoughts because I listened. That's number one. Number two, the reason why I know that he doesn't listen to the podcast, simply because fucking analytic, analytics. Yeah, I, I've got on here numbers, numerous of times and said I'm not a numbers guy. And I'm not. That doesn't mean I don't look at the analytics. When I say I'm not a numbers guy, I'm saying that I don't spend every waking minute or every hour saying to myself, Oh my God, let me look at the numbers. Oh my God, let me look at the numbers. Now, I know there are probably numbers people out there and they're like, You should care about numbers more. You should this. You should that. And you should... And maybe I would and it will turn to turn into that person had <clears throat> I had somebody in my life, like in my corner, uh, who actually stressed that, you know? But me, I'm just I'm more concerned about putting the messages that I want out there <clears throat> and making sure that Whoever is listening hears these messages. But like I said, I'm more concerned with expressing myself and putting these messages out there. That's my main concern. That's what weighs me down is how can I convey this message? Because I want to put it out. But again, I do look at the numbers. I do know who is viewing, who isn't viewing. Um, It's not like an in-depth thing where it's like it's showing the name of the individual, their address, their social and stuff like that. But you get ideas. You get ideas when you look at stats from who is viewing from this platform, that platform, all these other platforms, which countries, uh, you know, all this other stuff. So you get to uh, use your little your your little statistician <laughs> uh, uh, skills that you have because I have a little bit of them too, you know. Thanks to the stats courses I've taken over time and shit, uh, you get to use all of that um, to figure out who is actually listening to your stuff and who's just faking the funk. So that's how I know, all right? Um, but. That was a little side tangent to get on with all this other stuff. My views on, uh, let's get on to my views on what's going on. And this goes with any state, Minnesota, Texas, Massachusetts, New York, wherever. I do not condone the rioting, the looting. The burning down of stores. Now the burning down of police stations. <laughs> Tough. 
Hey, take that how you want to take it. If I lose fans, if I lose people because I said that, <laughs> tough. Now, I don't condone it, but I'm not going to be against it either. I'm not going to be the one that's going to be vocal, vocally against it. Sure, do I think that these people who are doing this stuff need to mobilize and plan? The people who aren't paid uh, right agents, you know, disaster agents, crisis actors. Yes, these things are real, people. And I was so glad to see that fucking white weirdo, Jacob, I forget his last name, get exposed by his ex-wife. I was so glad to see people waking up to these things being real. Because for so long, us conspiracy theorists were just called crazy. We were called crazy, loonies, weirdos. Because we pointed this stuff out. Now, I don't, I'm don't. i not expecting an apology. I'm not saying, apologize to us right now because we were telling you guys that crisis actors are real. We were telling you guys that agents are real. You're an agent. We were calling people agent. We weren't crazy. Yes, they're real. I'm not, I'm not going to be the immature person that's like, oh, give me an apology now because you'll call me crazy for speaking on this. My response is, I'm glad you all are finding out. Now that you know that these people are real, what are you going to do about it? See, it's not enough to just know something is real. You got to know what to do about it. You got to know how to respond to shit. You know, it's like this idea with racism. It's not enough to know that it's real. Knowing that it's real is not going to end it. <clears throat> You have to plan. You have to strategize. You have to implement actions in order to stop these things. You have to keep spreading the word about it. So, no, I'm not saying just just know what an agent is. Know what a crisis actor is. I'm not saying just know these things and that's it. Spread the word about it. Educate others about it. Educate your family, your friends about it. Have them do the same to other other family and friends. Have those other people do the same. Word of mouth. Have them do all of that. This is how you educate. This is how you teach. And that's part of the action. And then we get to planning. But as far as the looting and shit like that, let me tell you something. People could come up with reasons as to why you shouldn't loot and you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. And I understand. Again, I personally would not be out there looting. I personally wouldn't be out there burning shit down. 
But I would be defending myself. And I, if I have to burn down a fucking station to defend myself. <laughs> yes. Anyways. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be out there. I'm just keeping it a buck with y'all. I would not be out there doing that shit. <clears throat> but to the big businesses like Target who don't want to pay their employees and don't get it be fucked up. Target Target's actually my favorite store. I might have to find a new favorite store now, but prior to all of this, prior to yeah, prior to all of this Target was my favorite store. But ain't no way in hell I'm putting a store over people. I'm always going to be for the people. I've I've, I've said this many a times. I'm always going to be for the people rather than being for the businesses. First of all, these, these places have insurance policies that will cover all that mess. All right. And also, if people are specifically looting food, now here's the thing. <laughs> and you're probably going, you're, 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 you're excusing theft and shit. <laughs> I don't care. Tough. But if people are stealing like milk, food, all that other shit, and they taking it and they going home and they feeding their families, they feeding themselves, they feeding their communities with all that. Guess what? What grocery stores do, and Target does this as well. The food that doesn't be that isn't used by the end of the month, they all dump that shit anyways. So tell me, people, would you rather have people go into grocery stores, stores in general? And take the food, take all this stuff, and actually use it for what it's meant for, for nourishment? Or would you rather have these stores go and dump and waste that stuff? As they do anyway. Come on. It's 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 basic humanity. Sure, you in your and it can be seen as it's wrong and shit, but it's humanity at this point. And at this point, fuck what the rules say. We're going based off humanity, the law of humanity. Fuck what any religious book says. Fuck what the laws and basic humanity. Humanity says, if I have a bunch of food here just lying around, should I, and and I know that there are people who are hungry, who need this food, do I just dump this food because it's close to its expiration date and nobody's purchasing it? Or do I simply give this food to the needy? I don't know how y'all operate. I don't know how y'all think, but I think and I operate on the law of humanity. <clears throat> if I ran a grocery store, I'm giving that food away to shelters, to people that I know are in need of it. You can say it's easier said than done. You can talk about, oh, business side of this and this, that, and the third. 
But there are businesses who actually do that, by the way. And they seem to be still running it successfully. So, uh, it can be done. But as far as what's going on, again, I don't know what else to say. I do not... I think... I think Killer Mike is right. And I know he was talking about Atlanta because that's his home and shit. But I'm I, I'm saying if you apply what <clears throat> Mike was saying to the rest of the nation. In regards to the whole planning aspect of it all and all this other stuff. Now the whole voting thing and all this other stuff. You can think however you want to think about it. I personally believe that... Um, Kind of sounds old and tired, to be honest with you. And I love Killer Mike. There's no insult to him. But the whole get out and vote shit sounds old and tired. Especially when you have, uh, when he backs Bernie Sanders every single year. Shit, ever since 2016. But every time Bernie uh, was up for uh, presidency. And he knows for a fact every time Bernie was screwed over. I'm I'm sure Killer Mike is aware of the rigging that goes on when people try to vote in politicians that are actually for the people. So to get up there and try to play the both sides of the fence thing, to try to be the Negro whisperer and the microphone at the same time, Again, I took I took what I thought was good from his speech and disregarded the rest, to be honest with you. Now, you could take however much you want, disregard however much you want, but he made good points. Nonetheless, he still made good points. And I would have I would play that speech for y'all. I didn't have it queued up because I didn't have it playing. I'm so glad my laptop is still on, though, so I don't have to wait for all of it to boot up. Um, but this is kind of like improv, too, anyways. You know, I didn't plan on playing the audio for y'all, but fuck it. Why not? I love y'all. Y'all who listen, even if it's your first time. So what I'm going to do here is find that speech... Play that speech because, again, I have nothing else to say, to be honest with y'all. I don't, to repeat my thoughts, once again, for those who are, for, for some reason, unclear about what I think about the rights and everything, I don't condone it. I don't condone it. But I'm not going to get on here. I am not going to get on Twitter. I am not going to get on social media and defend Target, defend these stores who don't give a fuck about the employees in the first place. I'm simply not going to do that. What I'm going to do is sit back and tell people to stay safe, to be smarter. And that's that. And to plan. 
But that goes along with being smarter. I want people to have a plan when it comes to this shit. But what I don't want is to make it seem like I am defending. So T.I. got up there too, but I didn't hear T.I. speak. Um. Anyways, I'll play the clip. It's 8 minutes and 20 seconds. And then we'll get on to the next topic that I want to talk about here. I didn't want to come, and I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Um, my cousin is an Atlanta City police officer, and my other cousin East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers, down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later. I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better right now. We don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, Homer Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites 
were naturally the superior race. And the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? CNN, Ted did a great thing. I love CNN. I love Cartoon Network. But I'd like to say to CNN right now, karma's a mother. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope. I'm glad they only took down a sign and defaced a building and they're not killing human beings like that policeman did. I'm glad that they only destroyed some brick and mortar and they didn't rip a father from a son. They didn't rip a, fa a son from a mother like the policeman did. When a man yells for his mother in duress and pain and she's dead, he is essentially yelling, please, God, don't let it happen to me. And we watch that. So my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns, will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment to say that we will not do what other cities have done? And in fact, we will get better than we've been. We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. You don't have to worry about going to jail for some petty. We got smart enough to decriminalize marijuana. How smart are we going to be in the next 15 or 20 years to keep us ahead of this curve? So that much like when South Africa suffered apartheid, you had Andy and other politicians that could make sure that Atlanta said, Coca-Cola, we love you. But if you don't pull out of South Africa, we're going to leave. We're not going to drink Coca-Cola anymore. Coca-Cola jumped on their side and apartheid ended. So we have an opportunity now because I'm mad. I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize, and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your census so that people know who you are and where you are. The next thing is making sure you exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like. You got a prosecutor sent your partner to jail and you know it was bullshit. Put a new prosecutor in there. Now's your election to do it. You want a different senator that's more progressive that pulls marijuana through? Now's the time to do that. But it is not time to burn down your own home. I love and I respect you. I hate I don't have more to say. I hate I can't fix it in a snap. I hate Atlanta's not perfect for as good as we are. But we have to be better than this moment. We have to be better than burning down our own homes. Because if we lose Atlanta, what else we got? We lose an ability to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to properly mobilize. I want you to go home. I want you to talk to 10 of your friends. I want you guys to come up with real solutions. I would like for the Atlanta City Police Department to bring back the Community Review Board, one that Alice Johnson was formerly under, under Chief Turner. We need a review board here of it before an officer does some stupid shit we need to get ahead of it that's my recommendation to my mayor and my chief let's get a review well let's get ahead of it and let's give them power 
We don't need an officer that makes a mistake once, twice, three times, and finally he kills a boy on national TV, and the next thing you know, the country is burning down. We don't need a dumbass president repeating what segregationists said. You start looting, we start shooting. But the problem is some officers black and some people going to shoot back. And that's not good for our community either. I love and respect you all. I hope that we find a way out of it because I don't have the answers. But I do know we must plot, we must plan, we must strategize, organize, and mobilize. Thank you for allowing me some time to speak. I'd like to appreciate our chief for what she said on YouTube. I thought it was very bold to do. All right. Like I said, you are welcome to share your thoughts on what Killer Mike said. Um, you're welcome to feel however you want to feel. But we'll get on to the next topic. All right, this next topic here, white women weaponizing their white skin and their gender as well. But uh, for those who don't know about the situation that went down um, in Central Park, you have a meeting of two Coopers, um, you know, people with totally unrelated but the meaning of two Coopers basically they're in this park one of which happens to be a black man the other one happens to be a white woman black man reminds the white woman that she's supposed to have her dog on a leash because that is the law white woman gets offended because black man Reminds her of, you know, the rules that happens and remind and basically is telling her what to do. And, you know, this black man is not knowing his place. He's not shutting the fuck up and yada, yada, yada. Right. So then she, her dumbass, actually tells this black man on camera as she is facing him and the camera as she is pulling out her phone and verbatim says I'm going to call the cops and basically tell them an African American man is threatening me (laughs) you know a lot of white liberals like her tried to hide their racism keyword try because they do a shit terrible job at doing so but they tried to hide their racism and this was straight up blatant as the sun outside right now as blatant as this glass of water in front of me you know what I'm saying it was just out there to see you know it's it's nothing to hide she It's probably someone who tries to hide behind the guise of I voted for Hillary. I stood by and voted for Obama both years. I can't be racist. But to have the mindset of that woman. 
and claim not to be racist simply because of politics. Simply because you didn't vote for the orange man in the office right now. Simply because you don't wear a red MAGA hat. And I'm going to do a discussion on that. Either that or just a blog post. Because I really think people honestly think the only racist folks out there are folks who wear red hats. Particularly red MAGA hats or red hats similar to make America great again. Make whites great again. uh, Or make something something. You know, the cousins of the MAGA hats, right? And it's like, we're in 2020, y'all. If you seriously think Republicans are the only racist racist political party or political party with racists in them, if you seriously think people from the South are the only ones who, uh, the only states uh, with racist uh, people in them and have racist laws and ran by racists, Come on, yo, you got, you gotta be smarter than that, like, you just have to be smarter than that, people, anyways, this whole idea of weaponizing her race and gender, I just wanted to share my two cents on that whole situation, and, you know, it might offend some folk. Again, like I said, I don't necessarily care too much about being politically correct in this episode. Not any episode, but this one in particular. This is why I don't fuck with white women. Now, have I met some pleasant white women who... More pleasant. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know? But it's always going to be a fear of mine. And I'd be lying. If I didn't say this. It's always going to be a fear of mine. Because I did have one experience with someone white. Who acted as, a, acted as if they were like real cool and everything. And they were just a fat, racist, ugly piece of shit. Um, but... It's always been a fear of mine that if I were to get involved with one and we had the slightest of disagreements, because when you look at this video, um, the black Cooper approached her on some kindness. He wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't, he, but again, to these white folks, not all, so shut the fuck up, but to the white folks who think this way, you can come at them with the softest of voice. They go, if they think it's aggression, it's aggression because you black. And it's always been a fear of mine that if I were to get romantically involved with one and we, because couples tend to argue, tend to uh, uh, have disagreements, we get into the slightest of disagreement and then I find out, damn, my wife, my girlfriend... This woman I've been dating for this amount of time secretly is a racist or secretly thinks of me this way to where we just had a disagreement on shit. I don't know. Um, what's something minor? What's something minor? Uh, shit, like the type of laundry detergent we use, right? 
We just had a slight disagreement on that. And she calls the cops on me and says, well, you know, I don't like his tone. He's a black man and I'm feeling threatened right now. Please. I'm afraid we get into a slight disagreement like that. Even if it is a heated one. Y'all don't call the cops on your white husbands and a lot of y'all, well, not a lot, but some of y'all grew up in homes where your parents were constantly bickering and yelling and physically and verbally abusing one another. And then you get into relationships and you might not replicate, replicate that to the fullest, but the trauma is still there, at least on the verbal side. And that's how you communicate with your partner. And you still don't call the cops on your white partners when y'all do that. Some of y'all get into relationships and the verbal and physical abuse that you saw as a child in your home then follows you when in your adult life. And then when you get into relationships, that's how you express your anger. You still don't call the cops on your white lover. But one so much as disagrees. Or a a little verbal altercation. Because again, ain't no relationship perfect. It's going to be disagreements. And you want to call the cops on him. Because you feel threatened. Well, let me tell you something. That 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 feeling is 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 basically what you truly think about this person that you're with. It ain't got nothing to do with them per se. It has everything to do with how you feel, particularly about black men. But it has everything to do with how you feel about your black partner that they are dangerous that any moment set in time even if you think they are the good black right that it is innate innate within us to act up and wild out and be savagery so you need the cops you know the the nigger hunters you need them to come and come and tame us. As if we are some wild animals and you need to call animal patrol on. That's how you truly feel about us. So yeah, to keep it real, to keep it funky. These are the things that go and go through my mind when I think about If I were to be in a relationship with a white woman. Well, not even just boil it down to white women. Non-black women in general. Yeah. Because I feel other women are... Other nationalities of women are guilty of this same mindset about black folks in general as well. And probably would be quick to call the cops as well too. Because. They understand. The cops are the nigger hunters out there. And. 
once this nigger that I'm with, that I claim to love, gets out of line and the supposed savage part of their DNA pops out, all I got to do is press these three little numbers, nine, one, and one, and then tell the operator what's going on. And then the nigger hunters come and do their job. Yeah, it's sickening. It's fucked up. And when y'all do this shit, it just, not that, you know, I needed more reasons to love black women, but it just gives me more of a reason to date, marry, and fuck black, to be real with y'all. Because I know that I won't go through this with a black woman. Sure, have I seen black women call the cops on black men before and and be maniacal and know for a fact that the, the cop was going to find the man more of a threat than he found the woman to be, weaponizing her gender, as well as weaponizing white supremacy, basically. Yeah. But I also seen situations happen like that go down with a particular type of black woman that I necessarily wouldn't fuck with anyways. Not at least in 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 a serious relationship with. So I have no worries about that happening. Now, God forbid, but if it does end up happening with a black woman that I didn't deem to be straight up trash, honestly, um, you know, a woman who I did not think would do something like that over a little disagreement, something like call the cops on me knowingly, Uh, Knowing that the cop will fear me more than they fear her and will view me more of a threat more than they fear her. And she knew that and she still did so because she just wanted me to learn a lesson, not to disagree with her. Well, I can't learn any more lessons if I'm dead now. You you can't. (laughs) Yeah. Once you're dead, there ain't no more lessons to be learned. At least not in the physical realm. Now, in the spiritual realm, if you believe in all that, you know, it is what it is. But, to put it bluntly, like I said, I I think that is more of the case that would probably go down if I was involved with a white woman or a non-black woman. Simple as that. If anyone wants it, anyone could disagree. Anyone could feel however they feel. Notice how I keep saying for me. I'm not saying for everybody else. And when I get on these podcast episodes and when I talk about my experiences, they're never meant to try to sway people into thinking the way that I think. Even when I don't bring up my experiences, they're never meant to try to sway people to think what I think. As I mentioned before, I do this because I want to put the messages that I want to put out there. That's my main goal. And if I feel like I effectively done that 
then accomplish, uh, mission accomplished. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that I'm always right. I'm not saying that, again, listen to me because I know it all. And I, cause I've, I've made it clear plenty of times on this podcast I've listened to, I listen to my old episodes and I go back and there's been times where I'm like, I could have worded that better. I disagree with this or I don't feel as strongly as I did when I first recorded it or, you know, I just fully 100% disagree with it. I don't delete those episodes. I don't delete those segments because I want to see the growth within myself. I want others to see and hear the growth. And I want people to challenge me on old shit that I said. So I understand where my mind is or how my mind is working. So this 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 very issue right now might be something that changes. Again, I'm not saying I, I it's a fear of mine But at the end of the day, I'm with the whole love is love thing. If I end up falling in love with a non-black woman, that's what it is. It's not going to change me. But, you know, when I say it's not going to change me, it's not going to change my stance on racism or stance on all this other stuff or whatever. And whoever I get with, you know... They gotta under they 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 gotta understand. I'm pro black to the death. Cause I gotta live this black life. They can't live it for me, even if they are black. They can't live the black life that I live. Now they can help me with it. As someone black is better fit to relate to my struggles. But as far as living the life that I live as a black man, they can't do that for me. But that's just my thoughts. I know it had almost probably little to do with the actual altercation. I, what 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 am I supposed to say? You know the 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 bitch tried it. She she lost. She lost her job. I heard she's banned from Central Park. She she looking foolish as fuck. She lost. She don't need me to get on here and na 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 boo boo. She already lost. You know? That's all I gotta say about that. So uh I do have one more topic after this, so stay tuned. topic here and it's still about race people alright um I am going to attempt to make sense of biracial bitter folks or bitter biracials um 
I understand that I'm not biracial. Um, I also understand that until people start speaking up, people of that community start to speak up and be honest against it or about it, I'm not going to shut my mouth about the situation. What I will do is, or what I just did, was take a sip so I can ready my mouth to talk about this whole idea of bitterness within the biracial community. Um, a bitterness that is that can be clearly detected and seen by the actions um, the mindsets and the behaviors basically actions of biracial folks who uh, display a favor toward one side and a not so not so favorable or hatred <clears throat> toward the other side. I'm talking about Doja Cat in this situation and in her situation. Well, not necessarily Doja Cat. Here's the thing. You want my thoughts on that? Once again, check the description box below to my Two Cents podcast. Um, I have recorded my episodes on her. I have not uploaded those episodes yet. Because, well, that episode, I should just say, it just has multiple parts to it. Like it's this episode, like it's this podcast, but it's not. But over there is where I'll discuss it because, well, music talk, music reviews. Um, when I talk about artists, music artists and stuff, um, I feel the need to talk about that over there on the music based podcast so if you want to know my exact thoughts on Doja Cat herself once again go over to the My Two Cents podcast if you're obviously listening to this episode um, when it first uploads because again this is this episode that you're listening to right now is uploaded the week before that Doja Cat episode on the My Two Sets podcast is going to be uploaded. So, the episode you're going to see up uploaded now on the My Two Sets podcast is my <laughs> favorite songs and albums of the year, the mid-year so far in 2020. You're going to see that. You're not going to see a Doja Cat episode unless you go way back and listen to the album review I did for her or a project review I did for her way back okay um, so you're gonna have to wait a week is what I'm saying but if you subscribe you'll be one of the first people to listen to it when that episode drops anyway so ha ha do so anyways um, it is stemming from her it is in relation of her let me just say and other biracial folks I've seen um Particularly when they've had a hatred for their black side. 
because of the trauma. And hence why I'm just, you know, a full black, I'm 100% black over here, (laughs) is going to try to explain or give his thoughts on um, who do I believe is to blame for this trauma within the biracial community. Now, I know people are going to say things like you're not of it simply because they're half black doesn't mean that you as a full black can speak on it. As I stated a couple minutes ago, once I start to see more y'all speak on it, honestly, then I'll shut my mouth. Because what I will do is look at the people that I feel are speaking on it honestly and then direct people to those people. Simple as that. Hence why I don't really speak on a lot of issues. Well, not a lot of issues, but there are certain issues you might not hear me talk about a lot on here. Not because I don't have something to say, but because I feel as though there are people already talking about these issues that I feel, A, serve a better purpose, uh, serve, uh, have more knowledge in that uh, subject than I do. And two, because they are of that you should listen to them and not listen to me. So I point to people, I point uh, those who are wondering my thoughts about these issues and say, well, I do have thoughts about them, but listen to this person who is actually of that and their thoughts replicate what I think. So you should go listen to them. I don't see anybody. And now if you know of anybody, you point them to me. But I don't see anybody of the biracial community doing that, being that voice, honestly being that voice and being honest about the trauma that they face, the torment and stuff. I can tell you what I do see. I see the people who are like logic out there, who are celebrating both sides. But also arguing why they have the right to say nigga. Opposing to that, I see the Doja Cats out there. And I don't just mean other biracial women. I mean biracial people in general. Both men and women. I've seen them do this. I'm calling them the Doja Cats. Just like with the Logics. I'm not just talking about biracial men. I'm seeing biracial women do this too, but I'm calling them the logics. So I've seen the logics and I've also seen the Doja Cats. The Doja Cats are the ones who either hate their black side or, well, yeah, it's not either thing. They do hate their black side and it's either they hate their black mom or hate their black dad because of said trauma because of how they grew up and everything I have yet to see anybody who was of that yoke biracial come out and again if you know of anybody like this you point them to me so I could then point them to other. I could check them out first 
And then if I think that they're a valid person to to get the free promotion from me, <laughs> then I will go and point people to them. That's how shit works. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen it, but I have yet to see somebody who is going to be honest about the trauma and honest about their fucked up mindsets. Honest about the justifications they've had when they were in these fucked up mindsets. Honest about their need to grow as an individual so they are not hating one side over the or or favoring one side over the other and finding love and appreciation for both sides even if one side that grew up with one a part of them being absentee or a part of them not being as of a positive influence in their life. Therefore, they're not looking at black folks in general or white folks in general and say, all of y'all are like this because of this one black person, this one white person that was supposed to take care of me, that was supposed to love me, that was supposed to be there for me, that was supposed to teach me in life. I have yet to seen, or again, a biracial person come out and be that. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about maybe Alicia Keys. <laughs> maybe Alicia Keys, but you know what? Alicia and them. Alicia on her weird shit. Um, I can't quite put my foot on Alicia Keys right now. Um, but I don't. I don't trust her word lately. I don't trust her word much. You know, I think she's on her weirdo celeb shit, Swiss Beats as well. I think they're on their weirdo celeb shit where they feel as though they're, they've gotten so out of touch with human, uh, you know, with, with, with the common person that, you know, we're not here to talk about Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats, but, uh, she could possibly be that person. She's just not it. So it still stands. I have yet to see anybody. So I'm talking about it. You know what I'm saying? So. In regards to the drama. Who is the blame? Uh, the trauma? Not drama. But who is the blame for it? That is. When I say. Who is to blame for it? I'm not saying. Let's. Simply. Just blame this one side and forget it and say well you know um, Doja Cat and others like Doja Cat they grew up and their black father or black mother was just straight up trash and uh, we should not be mad at Doja Cat because well had their mom or dad not been trash maybe they wouldn't be that way so it's okay for them to be racist. It's okay for them to, uh, you know, hate black people because, well, they grew up with a absentee father or he was really trash or they grew up with an absentee mother and or she was really trash. No, 
That's not me excusing it when I say who is to blame. What I'm saying is, let's look at where the problem start started. But we also need to look at how the problem is continuing to go on. Because at this point, it is not the person who started the problem. When you have adults like Doja Cat, who is 24 years old, when you have other adults like Logic, when you have other adults like Alicia Keys, when you have other adults in general, other people growing up in a world that I know for a fact that they do see racism and they do see people combating racism. And it's not just black people. There's no way in hell you can tell me that you can't, you you can see all that stuff happening. You can see black people who don't remind you of your mom or your dad who may have not been a positive influence in your life. There's no way in hell you could look at that and still have this negative outlook on all black men, all black women, all black people. Because at the end of the day, sure, let's blame the absentee father, the absentee negligent mother, the negative abusive black mom, the negative and abusive black dad. We can blame them for the reason why these problems started. If the issue of anti-blackness is the issue of biracial, of is the bitterness the biracial person is displaying, we can blame them for why the issue started, but we cannot continue to blame them for why this person grew up with these mindsets, knowing that the world is bigger than their mom and fucking dad. And I don't mean that in a way of forget your mom and dad. I mean that there are people out there who are not like your mom and dad. Knowing that this mindset is wrong, and if they didn't know that, they wouldn't feel the need to hide it like Doja Cat. They They wouldn't feel the need to put out fake ass apologies like Doja Cat. Again, you want my full thoughts on that? Go to the My Two Cents podcast, hit that subscribe, and that episode will be there when it's uploaded. Or you already listened to this episode when that episode is uploaded, and then by all means, you don't feel you don't need to, you know, wait a week after this episode to hear that episode. Either or. The continuation of the hatred, of the bitterness, it, it's all, it, it, it falls mainly on the, the biracial child. Now, who else needs to take the brunt is the white or non-black parent who is not educating their biracial child on racism. The possibly the possible bitter father or mother 
who is allowing their child to have these negative thoughts about the black man or woman because they themselves, they being the other parent, have negative mindsets on black men and black women because of either this one negative um, encounter with the person that they had a child with or they just really think that way about black folks. It's not act like racist motherfuckers don't don't fuck black people. Come on, we're not gonna discuss that again. They also take part of the blame. But still, when you're an adult, when you're growing up. Especially if you're going to allow yourself to be raised like Doja Cat did. Basically be raised by chat rooms and your interactions with people your own age. Ultimately, you're going to have to make the de- you're making the decision to view people who share or not just view people, but interact with people who share these negative mindsets that you have. These people who are going to continue to support the bitterness that you have, whether they are like you or not. So I'm putting, I'm still putting the onus on the individual. Sure, didn't start with them. No child starts off with uh, a mindset of, I hate black people, I hate white people, I hate these people. But let's not take away the responsibility of adults. Adults like Doja Cat. Because let me tell you, had Doja, had logic heck said had the mindsets of a doja cat no matter how they could be the same age they could be whatever i don't think people would be making excuses well not as much many people would be making excuses for it so doja cat she's getting off with some people she's getting off based off of gender because you can't tell her nothing because she's a woman and women can never do wrong because she's this pretty light-skinned woman because they are a fan of what she does and this that and the third there's a lot of reasons then you got you 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 know you got the the niggas who just want to fuck her and they think defending her And I really do mean the niggas, the niggas who want to fuck her and they think defending her is going to make her say, oh, look, a black man is defending me. Maybe I should fuck this black guy and not the other black guys. Yeah, the dumb niggas who who think with their stink, stank ass, ranky dank dick. Yeah, y'all trash. 
Anyways, that's all I had to say about the whole situation. You let me know what your thoughts are. Once again, if you feel a way about a full black talking about half black issues, point me to half black folks who are actually being honest and speaking sense about these issues and not half black folks who are celebrating their black side to get viewers and votes and or half black folks who are distancing their black side to appease to white folks find me someone who loves both sides equally and they want to discuss that because I don't see it don't talk about Rashida Jones don't talk about none of these motherfuckers because I don't see it Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black, stay beautiful, black lives matter, LGBTQIA lives matter, trans lives matter, black trans women matter, black trans men matter, once again, rest in peace to Tony, Tony the Tiger McDade, black women matter, black men matter, Black Lives Matter. And I'm out. Peace.